Hello everybody and welcome back to a new episode of Life by Steven. As I promised in my previous blog, we will be talking to an expert dietitian today. And I'm sure I'm going to be butchering her name right now, but um, Lotte Lemoyne, I think is uh, her name. And she is going to tell us today what we can do to um, take care of our bodies and take care of our weight in an appropriate and healthy manner. So without further ado, let's uh, dive into the first part of our conversation. Hello, Lotta. Hello. Welcome. Could you please introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm uh, Lotta and I'm a dietitian in Antwerp. Um, I work part-time in the university hospital over there and combine it with my own practice at home. And in the hospital, uh, I'm specialized in treating cancer patients with malnutrition, but on the other hand, also the patients with morbid obesity. And at home, I mainly work with patients who are overweight, uh, but also patients with gastrointestinal problems like irritable bowel syndrome, gastric acid or constipation. And on the other hand, something completely different. I also uh, treat uh, people who want to perform in sports. Uh, for example, if someone wants to run a marathon or do a triathlon, but also sports performances on a professional base in any sports. So I think that those are my main um, my main uh, talents, actually. That's a, a lot. <laughs> um, so I wanted to talk to you about food and, and losing weight. But first, maybe let's have a, a look from above. There's so much to do about food these days. So do you see any specific trends? Okay, I think the, the two hottest trends in nutrition these days are still the keto diet in combination with intermittent fasting. I don't know if you heard already uh, yeah. from it. Yes, <laughs> probably. My sister is doing keto. Ah, okay. In combination with intermittent fasting? or I have one who does keto and I have one who does intermittent fasting. Okay, voila. Okay, so yeah, it's not a stranger to you. Um, so, But actually, over the past decades, it's overall a trend to get rid of carbs in very different ways. And keto diet is, is again an, an, um, a way of, of losing, uh, getting rid of the carbs in your diet. Eh? Um, you get a diet with a lot of uh, fat and proteins and almost no carbs in it. And I don't know if you're familiar with intermittent fasting. Um, but Just a little bit. Uh, I'm sorry, what did you say, Steven? Just a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit, yeah. So the intermittent fasting is more, um, you are going to fast during a couple of hours uh, a day. For example, for uh, 16 hours you fast and only through um, eight hours you are eating, actually. So that's also a hype, maybe. And it's something that for... Some people will work, but for others, it's not really a, a good idea, I think. <laughs> uh, but especially to, to, the, to the real um, losing weight diets. Huh? Mm -hmm. Because I also took some, uh, some um, examples from other um, 
trends. For example, uh, that people try to eat more plant-based. I don't know if you noticed that one. Yeah, I'm doing that myself. Okay, all right. And I think it's actually maybe not really a trend, but more a change of eating habits and, and more being aware of the health and environment issues. And I, that's why I think that this trend, um, as we can call it for now, might become more integrated in our daily habits on the long term. And I actually hope so, because next to environmental benefits, it, it also has a positive effect on general health. So that's a trend I really support. Great. That's great to hear. I'm doing the right thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's already good to hear. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and at last, um, maybe um, people try to be more aware of what they eat and why they eat some things. And that's also a big challenge to see certain patterns in their eating habits. And I think more and more people are trying to be aware of their eating habits. So that's also a good thing. And I think that this trend, I hope, will also uh, be a positive change for the long ride, actually. I don't know if you are already trying that one. Not really, no. Not really, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so I am trying some things, and that's because during lockdown I gained a ton of weight. Um, and I was just wondering, am I the only one, or do you really notice this with your clients as well? Uh, or am I just an exception? <laughs> You don't have to worry because you are not the only one. Uh, it's, a, it's a very common problem for the moment. Um, and there are so many reasons why COVID-19 has influenced people's weight and also their health. Eh? That's something that comes together with, uh, with the weight, of course. But there were so less um, opportunities to be physical active, eh, for example. I don't know if, if you could do the... Um, you, you played normally, I remember, the basketball, I think. Uh, yeah, it's uh, wheelchair rugby. Yeah. Uh, rugby, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No no so I don't know, for you too, probably it didn't continue. Um, yes, yes. Uh, but also mental health um, of a lot of people changed. Eh? They didn't have any perspectives. Uh, they couldn't work for a year. Uh, a lot of them were depressed. And so that finds its way to more emotional eating also and com in combination with less movement or sports. And I know a lot of people told me, um, like, eating is the only thing I still have. Huh? So um, it's not so easy to to keep in mind your weight then. So you're not the only one. <laughs> well, it's funny that you that you say that people tell you that eating is the only thing they have because a lot of wheelchair users think the same way, I think. Um, and so I was wondering if there are specific differences in your advice to people who are bound to wheelchair and to people who aren't. Okay, so let's talk about weight at first. I think that's also um, what you want to hear. So the the risks, the risks to get overweight and obese are certainly higher for people in a wheelchair. It's mainly because you have a sedentary lifestyle. It's not always um, that clear also that you um, are overweight. We can't really put you as easy on the scale. And we see also see that there is a lot of fat mass and and uh, minor muscle mass. So that's also um, a little problem. And both are very normal concerning the situation, but that doesn't mean that we don't have to prevent or treat the overweight, I think. 
Um, so the obesity in combination with the sedentary lives gives them a higher risk for, for example, uh, cardiovascular diseases and diabetes. And this is only the physical health, actually. But then we have on the other side also the mental health of people in a wheelchair. That's also an important thing, I think. Um, you have to keep in mind uh, people's self-esteem and psychological well-being too. Eh? That's also a very important thing. Um, and the combination of these factors make it very important to give personal nutritional advice eh, to people in a wheelchair. And the big difference, I think, with people who are not in a wheelchair is the, um, the energy expenditure in people in a wheelchair because this one is much lower because of the sedentary life and also because of less muscle mass, because muscle mass always um, will, will always elevate the energy expenditure. So that's a really important combination. Also, not to forget that there are not so many possibilities to get this expenditure more uh, higher and not so many possibilities to create more muscle mass. Eh? There are some, but it's still limited. Um, so often we have to give more strict diets to people in a wheelchair with extra attention for enough proteins to build up the muscles um, to get the body weight actually under control. But on the other hand, we also have to keep in mind what the possibilities are for the patient. Eh? Um, we, can, we can say that you have to do this or that, but... Do they have enough help at home? What they can, what can they do themselves or prepare themselves? Um, which uh, solutions do we have for worse days? Eh? Because not every day is going uh, the same, I think. And that's why it's important that I go even more in dialogue with people in a wheelchair to make an agreement on achievable goals. So I think that's really the big difference um, with people who are not in a wheelchair. I don't know if that's something you you um, can um, relate to. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think especially the the moving parts. I mean, you, you the difference between walking and standing mm-hmm. and sitting all day is ginormous. I think and. The amount of of food we can consume, especially for people who were not uh, disabled, so people who became disabled, they have a lot of problems. I have a lot of problems with, um, yeah, the volume of food. Mm-hmm. And one of the things you said was very interesting to me as well, because it's not really always clear that people are overweight. Um, especially in my case, for example, I have really, really, really thin legs. Mm-hmm. Um, but an a ginormous belly. Yes. But on the BMI scale, I'm I'm healthy. Yes. Um, and so that just doesn't work for me to to see if I'm overweight. So. Measuring your um, body composition would be far more interesting for you than the weight itself, I think, because then you can see the percentage of your body that is fat. And that gives a good uh, view of your health situation, actually, or a better view than the BMI. Let's see it like that. 
Um, but there's another thing uh, next to the um, losing weight that I also want to talk about is, is about um, another problem that's different. So another thing is uh, what we often see is uh, problems with uh, stools. And I think the advice we give to uh, disabled persons is also different. Eh? Most of the time uh, we see problems with constipation and the cause is often different uh, with people in a wheelchair. It can be from their spinal cord injury itself, but also from the numerous medication they take. Both uh, slow down the intestinal passage time, and which makes the stool very hard. So that's also a little bit different um, with people um, who are not disabled, actually. Um, yeah. And at last, I also think um, another complaint I see a lot is... is um, fatigue from the medication. Um, so we can talk about um, healthy nutrition and trying to get rid of fast sugars, saturated fats, and a lot of cafe caffeine uh, will already help them a lot. So it's also a little bit different. Okay, that's interesting. And I know that you're an expert and you'll get this question a, a million times a week. But... Uh, <laughs> Do you have some quick tips for people who are thinking about losing weight? Yes, I, I try to think um, of what you could actually do on your own and start tomorrow. Yeah? So a couple of small things. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like at first I want to talk about fiber. Huh? You have to choose for nutrition high in fiber. Yeah? For example, uh, the whole grain rice, pasta, or bread, eh, they will trigger, trigger your saturation point and you will eat less. Eh? Products high in fiber will give you a longer release of energy and less sugar dips. So that's interesting too for the fatigue. Um, so pasta and bread is a good thing? Whole grain bread. <laughs> oh, okay. That's a very, very important decision. Very important. So whole grain red rice, whole grain pasta, whole grain bread. Those are okay. <laughs> you okay. need them for longer in energy. But what's not so good is uh, refined bread, eh? like white bread, white pasta, white rice. Because they will give you a quick energy boost. But afterwards, you will feel hungry again very fast and you will get the sugar dip. Okay. So for the fatigue, I think it's a really important one. Um, also, maybe interesting to know is that your saturation point starts only after 20 minutes. So basically, you can eat as much as you want before those 20 minutes. So it's actually a good lesson to take your time to eat and lay down your cutlery Ask your partner about her or his day and take your time to finish your meal. Make it a, a cozy moment. Next to that, the high fiber will also um, make sure you eat less. Eh? So for overweight, it's also interesting. Mm -hmm. So to, to, tomorrow you all go to the store and buy some whole grain bread, rice and pasta. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> Um, next one is actually eat more vegetables. Eh? It's a very easy one, you would mm -hmm. say, but I know in, in, in practice it's not always uh, so easy for everyone. So 
how you can do it is by adding some raw vegetables, for example, to your lunch. This doesn't mean you have to make a salad or um, if that's too elaborate for you. But for example, um, add some slices of tomato or lettuce on your whole grain bread uh, or uh, take uh, some soup together with your lunch. Eh? You and uh, you will you will already uh, be on the right track actually. And for your dinner, also maybe a good tip is try to fill your plate half with vegetables. And it's a very a very easy way to add some more vegetable is by using, for example, the zucchini pasta or cauliflower or broccoli rice. I don't know if you heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't have to uh, replace the pasta or the rice. Uh, for the zucchini pasta or the cauliflower rice, but you can put it extra. So you can easily mingle the, those vegetables under the whole grain pasta or rice and then just add all the other things to finish your dish. And you will easily eat more vegetables and you will be more saturated for, for, from this meal. Okay. <laughs> Are you going to try so this, Stephen? Super interesting. Yes, I am. I'm actually going to, I'm, I'm writing everything down. So. <laughs> super interesting advice and not really i mean you hear so many things yes I um, but these are really interesting and easy to to do yes i do. think these are actually easy to to handle for everyone actually so that's yeah. important i think okay and on the third one i think um i like to call my third advice the choose wise huh? Now, what do I mean with that is try not to overeat. So try, try to listen to your stomach. So if you are used to eat big uh, portions, eh, try to listen to the feeling you have. Eh? You can't feel really full. Eh? You just have to stop eating before you have the feeling of I ate too much. But it's a very difficult uh, practice. But try to do that. On the other hand, choose wise means also that, for example, when um, I'm thinking about like a family dinner or maybe at work, um, someone is treating and they made a whole buffet of uh, desserts. Um, then the practice is that you um, try to think about um, if you really like those things they serve, because Often we just take a piece of this, a piece of that, because, yeah, it's supposed to be like that. But maybe it's better to just have a look and think, okay, which one do I really like? And you take that one and you enjoy it as much as you want. But the other ones, actually, you don't really care about them, so don't eat them. And that's choose wise and a little bit of awareness about what you're eating. But I think that's the diff the most difficult one of the three I already told you. <laughs> I hear you laughing. <laughs> Practice makes perfect, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really important one, though. <laughs> mm, yeah, I agree. I mean, when you're trying to lose weight or just trying to be more healthy, then the first thing you do is think about your food. Mm -hmm. And so if you have some best practices for the, how you should think about your food, that would help a lot, I think. So. 
I think I think so too. <laughs> but it's yeah. it's more difficult than buying the zucchini pasta, for example. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> okay, uh, so the fourth one is uh, try to eat uh, six times a day. Huh? Um, Try to eat three main meals and in between some fruit, some yogurt or some nuts eh? so that it's more um, more spread through the day, actually. Um, the fifth one is to drink enough, uh, one and a half or two liter a day. I know that's a lot for a lot of people and preferably uh, water and maximum um, uh, 500 mils of light or zero soda, if it's possible. Okay. I don't know if, if that's uh, what does that, that amount uh, mean to you? For me, it's easy. I mean, I've already, I've already uh, taken all the soda out of my drinking habits. Okay. So I have water with some 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 uh, yeah some flavor to it but only if there's like zero or like one calorie in it in the okay in the, in the, all right so the uh, the only thing i have a problem with is um caffeine i think ah yes okay yeah that's maybe because um when you're tired or something um it helps you a lot probably yeah I, I, actually i don't know Yes, it's it's become <laughs> such a habit that I don't know if it, it actually really helps anymore. But yeah. I think that's a, a good question because maybe by reducing it uh, piece by piece a little bit, you that's the only way you will know actually yeah? mm. what the difference is. Huh? Yeah. So, but it's not so easy. And you think you achieve the two liter a day? Uh, yeah, easily. Okay. All right. Okay. So, and the, this last one, together with the first tip I gave about uh, nutrition high in fiber, are very important because those two can help for the constipation. So, for the ones who are listening and have this problem of constipation, the first tip and the last one are very important. Mm. And those were my uh, easy tips. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. I think a lot of people have... Uh have a lot of um, help with those tips yeah okay i will uh, i will have them implemented by the end of the week i think so <laughs> okay <laughs> super interesting super interesting uh, i the one i think um, i would also have a problem with this eating six times a day okay because i usually eat twice okay and why um, um first off because in the in the first half of the day um I have a lot of therapy and stuff, and okay. I've never really liked breakfast. Mm -hmm. uh, so I eat when I when I'm back uh, at like twelve o'clock. Okay. Um, and then late in the evening at like eight or nine, I would eat my last meal. Are you? Do you ever eat some something in between? It's actually uh, a good question because if there's like um, vegetables, mm -hmm. like. Uh, a little tomatoes or something, then I would eat those. Okay. In between, yeah. So I, I if I have them in my refrigerator, then I then I eat them. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, Stephen, do you know why it is important to spread those meals during the day? No. Please tell me. It's actually important to get your um, engine running. 
So eh, you need um, the food to to make your metabolism work actually. So by by getting it um, in action in the morning, you will um, elevate your energy expenditure. So that's actually why it's important. And as I told before, it is already a little bit of a problem, the energy expenditure when you have this sedentary lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So actually it's really important to get this engine going. Okay. Maybe that's an extra motivation for you to try to eat something in the morning. It can also be a banana or something. Eh? Yeah, I think one of the problems is it's counterintuitive, mm. um, especially for people who don't know anything about food and, and, yeah. and diet, diets yeah. and stuff like that. In my mind, eating less is better. Okay, no. And so, yeah. You yeah. have to get that out of your mind, <laughs> really. Okay. <laughs> okay. Very interesting. So this was part one of our conversation. I hope you guys enjoyed it. There's more to come next week. Stay tuned. We're, we'll be talking about um, how and when uh, you should uh, look for a dietitian and uh, at the end of next week's episode, we also have a little surprise for you guys. I think you will enjoy. So make sure you tune in next week to the same podcast here at lifebystephen.com. Um, and also check out uh, our community, lifebystephen.org. And our socials, of course, on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, thank you so much for listening, guys. See you next time and uh, make the world a better place.